1: It's Emily Means filling in for Ali Vallarta, and here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Talking! Our Hey Salt Lake newsletter recently explored some phrases that are uniquely Utahan. There's even a new book out by a Brigham Young University professor digging into these Utahisms. Last summer, I asked an accent and dialect coach, what is the deal with how Utahans speak? It's Tuesday, August 29th. And this is CityCast Salt Lake. <laughs> Stacey Jensen, you're a theater professor and a dialect coach. How did you become interested in
2: accents? Um, do you know we moved around a lot when I was a little kid? And I was so interested that different people spoke differently and even different family groups um I lived in LA a little bit as a kid and my friends all had different family groups many of them were first generation and so my ear got caught on turns of phrases and my family my extended family is mostly in utah so we would come visit utah and I'd go what is this now <laughs> what what were
1: you so surprised by i mean i guess like w- give me an example of you know,
2: something that really piqued your ear. Well, Emily, it's just so good to see you. I mean, I haven't seen <laughs> you in so long and you're just such a okay. special spirit. <laughs> okay, I feel
1: personally attacked oh, no, here, Stacy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you spent a, at least a decade of your life here in Utah when you were younger. And when do you think you really started to piece together how Utahns sound?
2: Uh, do you know, I was always curious about it as a kid. Now that I am a dialect coach, I can pick apart what it was that caught my ear. But the, the main thing that I caught was that sometimes somebody's face didn't match their voice. Okay. And I saw a lot of what I now know is called code switching, which is where people match the vocal patterns of the person that they're talking to. And there's this very strong kind of communal way that people's accents get stronger as they talk to each other and they're part of a community and live in that community and spend a lot of time around each other. Um So that was the first time where I went, what is this now? Mom talks one way with us, one way with her sisters, one way, um, my mom was LDS, one way with people in her religious community, And yeah, that was the first time that I really picked up on what is this. And my sisters and I would kind of imitate what we were hearing.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. And I kind of had a feeling that the Utah accent might be related to uh, LDS Mormon culture in some way or another. So do you find that that's generally true?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I have to start with a land acknowledgement. And just acknowledging that this land is named after the Ute tribe and that we are actually living on the traditional and ancestral homeland of the uh, Shoshone, Paiute, Goshute, and Ute tribes. So the accent that I'm kind of referring to is the Utah accent. That is the people who migrated um, these kind of that maybe were of European ancestry that migrated to Utah. And I think that's what's really unique about the Utah dialect is it's very much informed by this LDS migration. And you have groups of people that came from Palmyra, New York. So you'll hear lots of things in the Utah accent that is actually Northeastern U.S. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you'll hear things from kind of like the Kirkland, Ohio area, that there's dialect features that come from that region. Um, and if you follow this kind of LDS migration, you'll see there's like a huge Scandinavian influence. There's a huge influence from England, um, especially like southwestern England. Um, there's, there's a little bit of Irish, Spanish fork and American fork, FARC. Fark okay, is Irish. Okay.
1: Good. I'm glad that that's a real thing yeah. because I swear one time I used to be a politics reporter, uh, Stacy, but um I've definitely heard former Governor Gary Herbert, who is from American Fork, okay. say that he was from Mark and Fark. So yeah, this is like yeah. this is a
2: real thing. Yeah, that's Irish. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, it's all coming together now. Yeah. Um so is there a variety of accents throughout Utah like Someone who is born and raised in Salt Lake City, do they sound different compared to someone who's in St. George or, like we just mentioned, American Fork?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So with dialects, you look at how how much exposure do people in a community have to different accents. So in Salt Lake City, we have a lot of people that are moving here that aren't from here. Um, so you're having a, a constant influx of new ways of speaking that the kind of native population will absorb. Um, Salt Lake in and of itself is an urban center. But it's interesting, the thing about Salt Lake is that I noticed that as far as being an urban center, it has more in common with rural areas than maybe traditional urban things that we would expect to hear in a dialect.
1: Okay. You mean in other
2: places around the country? Yeah. So so traditionally what you'd expect to see, and I'll, I'll kind of like say that I, after I left Utah, I went to San Francisco and New York, and then I lived in London for four years, was in New York for eight years. Um, and in urban centers, you'll see people talk very, very quickly. Time is money. They don't have time. Right. You know, um, you will also expect that things are said more directly and they'll have like a downward inflection, so New York is prime of that right like it'd be like, "Hey, what do you want okay, I gotta go here I gotta go here I gotta go get out of my way what are you doing but you know it's gonna bump blah blah it's going to be really fast and it's going to be like a statement aggressive that's you know what I mean see that's that's an interpretation of of sure, v- sure. vocal features right <laughs> So like, yeah, to, to the Salt Lake City, what's unique about Salt Lake City in my experience, and I'm sure people have lots of experiences, but it's a, a fairly big city, but you don't hear direct and you don't hear quick and you don't hear downward inflections a lot. Okay. The tempo of the Salt Lake City accent is just it's a lot more leisurely, and it's just kind of a little sing songy, and it's just people are taking t- their time, and you're gonna hear a lot more kind of upward inflections. So even though I'm not making a lot of sound changes right now, I'm just kind of going slower, and I'm a little more musical and laid back, and that kind of thing. So it's that's kind of classified as being more indirect. Got it. Versus Got it. direct. So that's what that kind of ties all of Utah together. I think is that the tempo is slower, and the inflection patterns, the melody. There's a, a melody to it, and there's a lot of upward inflections. Right.
1: Well, you know, we kind of like a leisurely lifestyle here in yeah. the great, the great state of Utah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th, and this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court, and this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. and be one in a class of 19, not 100.
1: So does the Utah accent have a name? Because I know in my head what a Midwestern accent sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, do people know
2: the Utah accent by name? Do you know it? I don't think so. So I think people might have assumptions, but I don't know if it's widespread known exactly what it is. My one caveat is what I would call religious editing. Tell me more. I'm intrigued. That's what we're we're known for around the world. Um, So, you know, if we talk about the LDS church being a major impact on the way that we speak here, um, swearing. Mm -hmm. We don't uh, know her. There's very, very (laughs) creative. And I think that is the thing that people will most associate is kind of like, oh, my heck, and for heck's sake and fetch (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Fetch, is, Fetch is a really special one. I'm partial to frick myself. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Religious editing. Yeah. Grew up with a lot of that, you know, uh, growing up in Layton, Utah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I feel that. Um, so, Stacey, you know, given your theatrical background, if you've got someone like an Australian actor, mm-hmm. and you need to teach them to sound like a Salt Laker, mm-hmm. what does that process look like?
2: Yeah. Do you know, first, we we break accent delivery down into different categories. Um, so one thing that you have to train anybody that's coming and doing like a, a general American accent is to where there's an R, speak the R. Um, what's interesting about the Utah dialect and the R in the Utah dialect is it's very hard and it's kind of more chewy. So instead of saying, oh, it's really red and rosy, you know, Utah might go, oh, it's really red and rosy. It's like, arr, 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 arr. it's kind of oh my God. further back, yeah, yeah. which okay. which is southwestern England. It's fun. That's where the pirates came from. So we have kind of... It's arg. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we, got it. We have it. a little bit more of that. We also, the L is also muscular. So the tongue and the back of the throat is a place that I would focus on training them to kind of get that sound. Um, We would absolutely play with melody and musicality and kind of this upward glide and taking your time. And I'll I'll say, I, 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 I know that there are some people that will hear that and maybe feel that there's a criticism in it which there there isn't um i think the beauty of an indirect dialect that takes its time and has upward glides in it is it's very conversational and communal it's it's invitational it's saying i want sure. you to respond to me and i'm taking my time and this is the only thing that matters right now
1: okay that's nice yeah it sounds nice Yeah, I'm biased, of course. I mean, it's really (laughs) funny, you know, hearing you break down this accent to me because, you know, I've kind of grown up like my accent's not that strong. But now I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) she has me pegged. So
2: and it's a spectrum. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, I wouldn't be able to tell from listening to you. Oh, she's from Utah or anything like that. It's it's some people um, really lean into a Utah dialect. Um, and then some people just kind of flirt with it. Sure.
1: So what are some really notable Utah sounds? You mentioned that that hard R, um, kind of a, a lilting L, I guess. Um, what are words that you really associate with Utah and the way Utahns speak?
2: Yeah. Do you know we have our classics where we uh, drop the T's? which is common in general American. Like uh, when I when I was dialect coaching in uh, London, I would have to teach them to drop their T's. So hot chocolate becomes hot chocolate. Yeah. Uh, What's unique about Utah, they do this in a few other places, but it's specifically uh, part of the Utah dialect. When they drop the T, it's not like a glottal stop. So it's not like hot chocolate where it's kind of soft. It's more like hot chocolate. So it's kind of, there's a little bit of a, it's it's called oral release. So instead okay. of instead of like a uh oh uh oh glottal stop sound uh oh, it's more of it's floating out in the air, and they're kind of trying to chew it back into their mouth. So like, huh. The mountains. Yeah, I'm mountains familiar with that. And, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear you'll hear the dropped t, um, but it's really pronounced that it's dropped. There's more of an attack to dropping it than just kind of omitting it, if that makes sense.
1: But, you know, like Salt Lake is growing. Um, We have had a huge population boom in this state over the past decade or more. New people are moving here all the time. How does that influence the way we
2: sound here in Utah? Yeah, I think it's exactly what you said is sometimes you might absorb what you think the assumptions are that other people are making about you based on the way that you speak. Um, so yeah, in the East Coast, and there's, there's some cultures where they'll really try to clip their T's or be a heightened awareness of being well-spoken, like kind of, I'm thinking, posh England and all that kind of stuff. Um, so there, there can be that influence or just a heightened awareness because it's being pointed out to you that you have some sort of regionalism that other people are hearing. But I think there's a marriage that starts to happen because what I'll say about like dropping teas and another feature that always happens, you know, is that we tend to be like, oh, I'm gonna go to the store. How are ya? How are ya? And so how are you? I'm going to. There's this kind of relaxed informality that happens in speaking with people. And it seems to happen almost I would really say at any status level. You'd hear a, a CEO and you'd hear um you know, the speaker of the Utah House, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the the thing, I mean, if you want to put a, a positive spin on all that, the beautiful thing is there really is this emphasis on not trying to be above anyone, trying to be equal. There's this almost kind of colloquial, down-to-earth, folksy, like, I'm in this with you. I care about who you are. Talk to me. Rather than, I would say, sometimes people that are very interested in pronouncing everything correctly, it might be like trying to hit a status thing or, or something um, that you might hear in other places. So I think that's a unique, beautiful thing in Utah is there's an informality. Um, my husband has, has loved it. He lived in London for 19 years and he came here and he's just loved it. I mean, he's an instant celebrity because he's got a Scottish accent. Right. It's easy but for he, them. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he's felt that invitation of people slowing down to really ask him how he's doing and want to listen and um, kind of being more relaxed in the way that they're pronouncing things makes him feel like he belongs more than he has felt in other places. Yeah. What do you think Salt Lake will sound like in 20 years? Oh, wow. Well, now we're talking about things like social media and TikTok and, you know, there's, I we're so influenced, I think, by the rest of the world now we have more access to the way other people speak. I think that's i there's a good chance we will still use uh some religious editing. I would think <laughs> I think, oh my heck, and gosh, and all that stuff is kind of here to stay. um I think dropping teas is still going to be a thing um but already we've seen some shifts, like my aunt's who I think grew up around Magna, West Valley they would often say to me, "Oh, for cute, oh for special, oh you just look <laughs> yeah. oh, you're so sweet." And they just kind of would talk like this, and I'm right. not I'm not really hearing as much of this anymore as I did when I was growing up. It's kind of smoothed out and this for cute and all that, which was Scandinavian actually. Um oh. yeah, there's certain things that have just started to mellow out. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Stacy Jensen Appreciate you for being. Oh, here. Hey. Wink, wink. You're a
2: special. Thanks so spirit, much for Emily. joining us.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Check out newsletter editor Therina Ria's story on Utah phrases at our website, SaltLake.CityCast.fm. She even made a quiz for you to take. Do you say soda, or pop, or soft drinks? While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to our Hey Salt Lake newsletter. It hits your inbox every day at 6 a.m. That's all for us today on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from
2: around this city. Bye. What is on top of your house that the rain would drop on? Mm. I see. You're trying to trick me. <laughs> nice to I would here. I would
1: call it a roof, but I know great, not great. everyone would call it a roof. Yeah, some people say rough. Yeah, 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 a rough or like, um, what what is a wild animal that's in the dog family? Oh, a
2: wolf. <laughs> a wolf. A wolf. <laughs> yeah, a wolf. <laughs> yep, yep.
1: Um, what about okay? Let's say that we're doing some business together. We shake hands. We've made a dill. <laughs> What's the dill <deal> with that? <laughs> yep.